Yo, 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 what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Eric DiGiovanni from BotMop.com, and I got a really cool guest with me today. This is the first time I'm having a guest on the podcast. So uh, please help me introduce Mr. Infinite Beats, a.k.a. Thomas Infante. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Dude, no problem, man. So I really want to talk about a lot of shit with you today. Um, first thing I really want to talk about is just your background, your origin story, and just what got you into producing beats, who you are, and just where you're at right now. Yeah, man. So my 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 music journey, well, damn, bro, like music in general, um, I started learning guitar. Like I started piano when I was like four years old, but um, I quit. Something my mom forced me to do. I didn't like it at the time. Kind of wish I stood, stuck with it. But then I uh, I took guitar lessons for like, uh five years but i never like really took them too seriously never thought i'd be rapping or producing or everything or anything but i was in high school and i had like a, a drug addiction a prescription drug addiction to like xanax and morphine and stuff basically one day some shit happened where um i just you know i totally had to quit like my buddy od'd and it was really bad and so i i knew i had to quit and there were two things like one, I needed something to put my energy into. And two, like I had crazy ideas. I always had amazing ideas. Like people have told me like, yo, you'd actually be a pretty decent rapper before just cause like, I don't know, I had rapped and stuff. So I got into rapping, started writing some songs and um, my buddy actually produced beats. So um, he was my producer. And basically me and him, um, he, he's been like pressure on me. I was kind of being a dumbass too. So I was like, yo, fuck this. I'm going to produce my own tunes. Um, I can probably do it. And I totally fell in love with it. And I actually quit rapping. Um, went, went back to like rapping for a bit. Actually, I started rapping about like peace and love, like type of songs and like, you know, those kind of vibes. But I honestly just continued, man. I just continued then like literally um, eight month, eight or nine months ago, I wanted to do something where I don't have to work for someone else full time. So I basically thought, you know, I make, I make some pretty, like, I like my beats, people like my beats. I feel like I can become a full-time producer. Here I am now doing it. So yeah. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Uh, well, first of all, there's a lot to unpack in all of what you just said. Um, are you cool with yeah. um, you're cool with going into everything or do you want to keep Fuck yeah man all right awesome. Fuck yeah. awesome so i love how you literally just talked about um that whole drug problem that you had that addiction uh first of all that's crazy that you brought it up um first thing out the gate i respect the hell out of you for that because <laughs> a lot of people probably wouldn't be able to uh i know i personally wouldn't be able to say something like that first time i'm on a podcast or first time I'm on someone else's podcast, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah, it's actually what got me into music and I kind of want to like, I don't want to like, I want to, I want to kind of talk about the side that people are not talking about. Cause I wrote little pump and little Uzi, they encouraged that shit that I was doing. So if I can like literally five, three or two rappers listen to this and they're like, I, I want to let you know that shit's not cool, you know? No, I, I actually agree with you on that, like, completely. Um, I don't think I'm as gung-ho about it just because 
I don't want rappers seeing me in a different light, but I think I should probably be more uh, adamant about it. But I completely agree with you. I don't think anyone is talking about um, like staying away from drugs. Everyone's moving towards drugs. And I don't think that's a, like, can you, can you elaborate on that and just say, like, explain your thoughts and what exactly how you feel on the whole drug use in the modern culture right now? Yeah, man. So honestly, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you like why it's become the norm, why it's become cool. I, I watched um, Immortal, Con- Immortal Technique, sorry, Immortal Technique talking about it. And back in the 90s, they were talking about like flipping crack and cocaine because that's what they had to do on the streets to survive. And it was terrible and it sucked. But now we're kind of like privileged and taken care of depending where you grow up, right? But for some reason, the drug stuff just came through. And I don't know, people think it's cool. Dude, that's, but, that's funny that you say that. Um, you know, Jazzo, like Jay-Z's, one of Jay-Z's mentors, he literally said the same thing. He's like, back in the 90s, you would talk, you would brag about selling drugs and now you're bragging about using drugs in rap. But continue. Yeah, yeah. And well, the thing is, man, like a lot of people don't think much of it. They listen to a song and honestly, most of the people who are listening to these songs are not going to take it literally. Most of the people like you or a lot of people are not actually going to pop pills and stuff. Right. But it's like little guys who were like attention seeking and influential and kind of wanted to do anything to be cool. Want to be like, Hmm, what's that? Like, what he's talking about. I kind of want to be like that. I want to be like the rapper, you know, it literally does influence uh, people and it ruins their lives. So basically, um, you know, when I, w- when I was going through that phase of like the prescription drugs, it was definitely heavily like listening to Lil Pump and I, I would, there was some sort of weird, uh, weird pull I had towards watching his videos and he was all fucked up in these videos and that was being portrayed as cool. And um, it was, it's just misleading as fuck. What do you think people should be watching instead? Or what, like, what do you think could be an alternative to watching Lil Pump? I mean, you know, now he's at like fucking president presidential rallies and shit, you know, he's making, appearances there do you i don't know much about his lifestyle now but what's what what do you think rappers or producers or anyone even in the music industry should do to avoid getting caught up in that toxicity man honestly listen to what you love like who cares what's popular right now man i listen to some shit that you know some of it has under thirty thousand views on spotify it doesn't matter just go watch man I, I don't mean to be all freaking warm and leprechauns and rainbows, man, but your your heart calls you towards stuff, man. And like, go into that. If you're being called to J. Cole, if you're being called to like this weird rapper no one's ever heard before, like try try out some new things, you know? Like, I, I, I couldn't- Sorry to interrupt, but like, what if you're being called to like, uh, like a little pump? Like, what if you feel like you're being called to that? I mean, like, like you were like you you felt yourself really liking his videos and stuff yeah that that's so true right because like there's like guys who rap about like taking this stuff to avoid pain right and to like get out of pain and like avoid that stuff right but it's just like no know what's real like 
it's it's tough with music because it can be influential on people man but like it, it goes back to like knowing like your yourself as like a person like I don't know man it's it may sound cliche but I don't know if anyone can actually picture themselves having a daughter right but and it's it's do, do you find it I'm gonna ask a new question do you find it weird that like these uh like a lot of rappers are like promoting like ass shaking and twerking or whatever like i know it's fun and everything but well i i i don't find it weird because it sells yeah and you know like honestly everything it like i don't know how much you believe this but in my opinion like everything revolves around money like legitimately everything um and that sells right so i don't think it's weird me personally I wouldn't want that in one of my music videos, but I yeah. don't, it's weird. I mean, I, I still listen to it and I don't think it's weird. I don't like watch it and like have to be like, ew, that's weird. I, I don't think it's like weird and I still listen to it, but I, it's like, it's like, you know, there's a border. If I had a daughter, like would I actually want her like knowing that she's gonna be shaking her ass in the club to this stuff. But like, I mean, I still listen to it cause it's fun, but like more so with the drugs, like, cause again, it's, sells right for some reason people rapping about lean and zans and perks it sells and i'm the guy that's here like going against the grain telling like rap like a lot of the young generation like younger generation being in the young generation being only 21 born in 1999 that this shit is you know it's not good for you it's almost fucked my life right and it's like you just got to be careful. Be aware of what you're putting into your head. Okay, let me ask you this. Where where does the line get crossed or is it kind of a blurry line? Like what is what is bad? What's good? Like a lot of people will say, you know, uh weed is great. I don't really think it's that great, honestly. I th- I I enjoy like don't get me wrong, being high, no one's not going to enjoy the feeling of being high, but like the effects it has on me are not great. Right. So what's your, what's your, what's your take on that? Like what, what drugs are cool with you? What drugs do you think people should stay away from based on your experiences? Well, I mean, I'm drinking coffee right now and that's a drug. Um, You know, okay. So we're talking about weed. Weed is huge in the music scene. It opens up uh, creativity, man. Some, some people it it flows for them. um, Makes, makes, them like you know get into an altered state where they can like be more creative and stuff Mm. um it at the end of the day man it's not good to be dependent on anything like and i'm dependent on coffee but like it's i wouldn't say it's a good thing to be dependent on it because like i i don't know like when i i'd rather be i'd rather anything okay Anything that any drug makes me feel, I truly think that I can feel by myself. The creativity that weed gets me, I believe I can get that creative without it. You know, the um, the numbness, like why why do we even want to be numb? You know, like or but what? Anyway, the uh, I guess the anti-anxiety properties of like Xanax, right? I believe I can feel that by myself. So. I don't mean to go on too much of a tangent to stray away from the question being like, what's the line between like 
good and bad, right? And I mean, good and bad are made up terms anyways, right? It's like, what's good for me is bad for you, right? Yeah. At the time, like it's good for me to meditate every day, but it honestly might hurt you uh, for from a productive standpoint where you are right now, right? Right. Well, I mean, I I think I think um, meditation should probably help me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying. I understand that principle that you're saying. Um, I have a. I kind of want to ask you this then. So, um, a lot of people that um, that'll do drugs, especially like even if it's light stuff like weed uh, or alcohol or whatever, they'll say that. Um, well, first of all, they'll say functioning high is just way better. Being high is way better than being sober, which I disagree with. But they'll say things like that. And then they'll also say like, oh, what's the difference between like taking Tylenol to to try to heal a headache versus taking weed to kind of try to make you feel better? Like, do you have anything to right. say? I totally. So. First thing, when I when I do uh, talk about like saying drugs, um, in like drugs being an influence, what I I don't think I made this clear. What I've been taught, like what I'm saying is the hard drugs, the Zans, the Coke, the ecstasy. That's what I mean by like drugs are being promoted, and it's not a good thing to promote. Um, but even with the weed and alcohol, right? I want me personally. I want to be able to get that creativity without the substance. Um, I believe anyone can. And um, you, you brought up a good point. <laughs> Could you maybe like repeat like the last sentence of what you just said? Yeah, so people will say, um, what's the difference between like taking Tylenol for a headache or a fever or whatever, or taking like Theraflu for the flu or whatever versus smoking weed smoking a joint to, you know, feel just good, just function in life. What's, what's the difference? Right. Right. Um, well you like, even, even with Tylenol, man, it's not like, it's like, you ever heard of the placebo effect? Sometimes Tylenol literally just helps because we give it the power. Like I'm sure for anyone that doesn't know the placebo effect. Right. And, um, for anyone that doesn't know the placebo effect, there was a group of like people that were given an actual painkiller and a sugar pill, right? And 50% of people who took the sugar pill said their head headache went away, but they, they were told the sugar pill was a painkiller, right? So they took it and they, it, their pain went away. So it just shows that the power is in you. So if you're going down to write a verse and you, you usually need weed, right? just know that all that creativity is coming from you. All the weed does is trigger some things in your brain. I truly believe you can trigger that within yourself. And it's not bad if you need a joint to trigger that, right? Joints don't really ruin people's lives. I mean, I mean, they could, they could, I'm not gonna lie, compared to like what you could be, right? That's the other thing, like me, myself, I can't smoke the joint and be productive I, I i would totally ruin my life if i smoked weed every day i feel you man and everyone's different weed and alcohol is not the same for everybody it doesn't affect everyone the same do you think that um so 
I don't know how much you would watch Joe Rogan, but he's always he's a huge proponent of weed. He thinks it makes him a more productive person. He thinks it helps him through his life. Do you think that that is uh, do you think that that's bullshit or do you think that because he's a different person than, let's say, you or me? Do you think that that's actually true? Or do you think that he could be more productive without all the weed? I think if he... Well, okay, so... Again, uh, you know, he is a different person. I, I kind of had a mind, mind blank there. Oh, yeah, what I wanted to say first is, like, I probably am coming off as, like, sort of, like, this square, like, guy because saying like don't do the drugs you don't need the weed stay away from it <laughs> yeah i okay back when i uh, i i i did i agree with you completely but i don't think you're square for that i don't think you're square for that at all okay cool back 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 when okay back when three years ago saying this shit to myself i would be like you just don't understand you're just not in that life so i i get how i get how i'm coming off um but so if you are at a certain state, because honestly, we never know how people are feeling on the inside, right? The most person who looks like they're put together the most could totally be a mess on the inside. Weed and alcohol makes you feel better if like, okay, let's say, okay, I know people are going to be able to listen to this, so I'm not going to be able to put, let's say your uh, video too, so. Okay, cool. Like, let's say you naturally feel a five out of 10, like every single day, right? Pretty neutral, right? Well, I do believe that weed has, can get you up to a six out of 10, but I honestly don't think weed can get you any feeling better than a six out of 10, right? So maybe someone who smokes it, they naturally feel like four and a half or a five out of 10 right? 10 being ecstasy and bliss, one being like apathy and like would honestly almost rather die, right? Um, we can probably take you up to like a six, right? But for a person like me, I'm naturally like, honestly, I'm usually naturally at a seven or an eight. Like that's how I'm naturally feeling most of my days. 10 being the best I've ever felt in my life. And I know measurably, like I've felt tens for like short periods of my life, right? Naturally, I'm like a seven or eight, but when I hit weed, I, I go down to like a four or five. I actually feel worse. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if that, no, sorry, that, man, that, I'm bad at directly. No, dude, you're straight. You're fine. That's actually, <laughs> um, that's actually crazy. I, I've never had it explained to me that way. Like, I don't know anyone that's personally um affected by weed in a negative way i've in a negative way that it makes them feel worse i know people like pretty much everyone it makes them slightly more paranoid it makes them um you know take longer to process things but i've never heard it make make people feel worse for me like my day is always at like a seven or eight kind of like you but if i smoke weed I'll be at a nine or 10. Only thing is I don't get anything done. That's kind of what I think my experience is. 
what's your experience when you're saying you're feeling worse? Like you want to commit suicide type shit? Or you kind of want to just like, <laughs> like I'm not even trying to make a joke. So, <laughs> no, I like, didn't actually. It might, it might, it might come off that way. So I'm, I apologize. But um, like, how, how are you feeling when you're, um, like, I don't know. When you're, yeah. Like, how, what's I can only, I can only speak for myself. Actually, man, like, not a lot of people uh, get the same experience that I get when I hit weed. To be honest, um, okay. like, not a lot of people. Like I have been around a lot of people when I'm high and I got to say like, it affects me totally different now than uh, like a lot of people. It's like, I just get so much fear and I, I feel like I'm just being confronted by demons almost. It's, it's scary. It's a scary experience. <laughs> I'm sort of laughing at that, but that's, that's fucking crazy. That's literally crazy. I'm laughing at that because my friend was literally saying that to me. A few weeks ago, he was, falls. he was literally saying the demons were coming for him. But yeah, so so now you understand. I like, understand what you're saying. I guess not, demons don't come after everyone when they get high. That's why I feel like a four or three when I smoke. <laughs> That's completely fine. Um, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, let's talk about like um some music related shit so do you have anything in the works as far as music goes i know you're working on i don't know if you want to talk about that new mix you're starting or like any new projects you're starting or any marketing things you want to talk about but you have any new projects you want to talk about yeah so at the forefront i have three things so not in order one of them is i'm mixing and mastering a 12 um track project for a conscious rapper uh, shout out Shala Hendrix, Shala Hendrix, uh, shout, shout out. Um, and then I'm also like, it's like a two or three day thing, depending. Um, I have a custom beat that I'm making for somebody, which honestly, man, I love custom beats. It's like someone can tell me their idea and I'm able to like make it into reality, which is freaking sick. And mixing mastering is like that too, but there's more of a border you have to go through. And then what I'm really hyped for is I have no clue. I haven't even decided uh, how I'm going to structure it, but I just know that I'm doing some kind of crazy Christmas launch where there's only going to be 20 to 30 beat packs like available to 20 to 30 people. And they're going to be like really highly exclusive beats unreleased everywhere. Pretty much the closest thing to an exclusive thing because like only 20 or 30 of them of these packs are going to get sold so dude you need to promote the shit out of that because i just want to say this to like anyone that's listening or watching that's basically an exclusive um and do you know what 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 price point that's going to be at real quick you 27 37 okay so let's say it's 50 bucks just to just for my argument's sake right here this man's fucking giving you fucking 20 to 30 beats to 20 to 30 people in the entire world out of 8 billion people. If you think about that, that's basically buying an exclusive, if not better, because you're not spending $500 on a single beat. And um, are they going to be unlimited licenses? Yep, totally. And the fucking unlimited license, bro. It's, so As many streams as you can get. Dude, you need to promote the fuck out of that pack. Yeah, I'll man. I, I, I do got to get on it. I'll help you promote it. You know, I'll help you promote it. 
What? Well, man, you know what it's like helping people out with their rap music, with their with their passion. You know what it's like to do that. Dude, it's it's fucking it's game changing for both sides of the of the coin. It's game changing for you because you feel like you're fucking making a difference. I don't know if this is where you wanted me to go with this, but I'll just go with it. It's fucking game changing. I, I want you where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's just like when you actually help people uh, kind of provide value when it's just providing value and you, you know, we're, we're, we're both learning this whole, um, this whole game, this whole strategy, you know, we're always learning, you know, but as soon as you start providing value to people, man, everything changes. First of all, like I said earlier, everything's about money. Your fucking money goes up. You're fucking, um, your 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 self-worth goes up because you feel like you're helping people people respect you more because you're not doing it for the money necessarily you're doing it to help people people respect you more you respect yourself more and at the end of the day you're fucking actually doing something when you provide value and providing value could literally mean anything um i have a few ideas on this but i'll i'll ask you first how do you think artists can provide value to their fans? Because that's something I feel like no artists are doing and they need to, like they need to start providing value to their fans. This is why these artists are not winning. And yeah, well, what, what's your yeah. take on that? First of all, well, you know, value is like an emotion. Yeah. Like even an emotion can be value. Right. So like, don't just be in this to get your own cloud up. Don't be in this to get your own money up. Like, yes, money is everything everything is everything around you in your room is attached to money except for the air that you're breathing right now right but not everything like money comes as a byproduct of giving value okay like 100 percent. i've seen it time and time again you get more attention you get more love you get more when you give more and that's not me just saying that shit this is true i've seen it work in my life before like money is a byproduct attention eyes on you is a byproduct of doing what you love and making people feel something make people feel something be real people want authentic people man people honestly man i don't know if it's everyone i'm tired of the fakes man I'd way rather have a person that's relatable. You know, the way that you've been posting on your Instagram, just your real life, man. It's like, I, I want, like, be vulnerable to people, man. Be vulnerable. Put your real self out there. People will respect you. You're going to get eyes on you. Just you provide have- a value. Feel like, be related. Sorry, just be relatable. Give people an emotion, you know? Do you have any, like, actionable advice well i I do i definitely have something that i'd want to say to this but do you have any personal advice for an artist that doesn't really know how to execute on that so what would you tell an artist that um that doesn't know what those things mean what what does it mean to be relatable what does it mean to like not be fake like how could you provide that Mm -hmm. to your fan in other words all right like an axiom like yo don't like, well, what you should do is you should not be in this for yourself. That's for that's not a tangible thing. I get that. But I don't think a lot of people get that. Like, you can't just be in this for yourself. 
you got to want to have, you got to want to have a mission, man. You got to have a mission, right? And I know that's not a tangible thing, but A, have a mission. And B, honestly, man, be that rapper who's like showing people their life. Like, yo, ever since I went daily on Instagram and I started showing people like parts of my life or what I'm truly about, man, my followers went up. Um, and, and as as an exchange of me sharing this value bro every single day just literally posting about what i love like yo just a little tip today man like stay grateful tell me five things you're grateful about that's literally how i am in real life but as a result of that i get more beat sales right so be your true self on instagram daily and trust me it works man it works no, I, I know it works. I'm do I literally learned that from you. Um, and it's been working for me too. <laughs> I see you. I see you taking action, man. I see your followers going up. Doesn't yeah. it feel good too? It's legit. I want to say this though. I think, I think artists could take it, um, the same route that like Ryan Leslie took it. Um, you know who Ryan Leslie is? I do not. Oh, okay. He's like, he's an older guy but he he would like text artists he started he kind of started sms in the music industry and i think artists should start doing that i think artists should start connecting with fans on a one-on-one -on -one basis and i think the way they could start doing this is by texting like a hundred fans every day individually texting a hundred of your closest fans every day just to have a great day and I think that could do wonders. And I know that's possible. I, that'll probably take you an hour and a half to do if you tailor it to every single person. But I think it's very doable. And I know it's doable because I did that for about 30 days. Not 30 days. I'm sorry. I did that for about three months or four months. And I did it to 40 or 30 or 40 people every day. I would text them. And I think artists, if you do that, you will have a much closer engagement to your audience and they will buy anything that you put in front of them. I think, um, like you said, like you said, Thomas, emotion, uh, um, value isn't money, right? Value is like emotion. So when you, when you provide that emotional attachment to someone, when you provide that closeness, um, that brings them value. And I think that Artists should start doing that, but I don't see anyone doing that. No one I work with does that. Dude, this is gold, man. This is thinking about the industry in a different way, man. It's not just releasing songs. Dude, you got to get creative in 2020. It's not, dude. Releasing music is the last thing you need to worry about. Fucking some of the worst songs have blown up. Um, fucking, you know, no offense to Blueface, but one of the worst rappers to come out in the last couple years. And he's got a bigger audience than anyone else. Uh, not literally, but he's got a huge audience. Um, so it just goes to show you that, you know, your marketing is what really matters at the end of the day. You want to have a solid mix. You want to have a solid foundation, but your foundation doesn't need to be a 10 out of 10 to get started. And that's where a lot of artists get confused. Mm, yeah. Yeah. For, for real. It doesn't have to be, you just got to go. You just got to jump in the cold water, man. I uh, just got to start swimming for real. But what you're saying is so true. So would you text those people individually or did you use like a text platform? Uh, text them individually. 
dude, that's awesome, man. And that shit, like, that goes a long way. That makes people want to support you, dude. But real talk, man. You know, as a producer, I'm talking about doing these uh, beat pack launches where I'm literally providing like 2,500 worth of beats for like 27, 37 bucks. Plus every, everyone who has ever gotten beats from me, uh, I'm emailing them every single day, (laughs) every single day. Like producers aren't doing that. And you can take the exact same uh, route to this as a rapper. You don't have to be behind you don't have to be behind your songs like literally man 2020 2021 this is a whole different game dude yes i mean like you have people like you know have you ever heard the argument like oh like marketing doesn't matter as long as you make good music and they'll bring up examples like marshmallow or daft punk you ever heard that before or no marketing doesn't matter as long as you make good music um i've Honestly, I haven't, but I see where you're going with this. Like, I can see how people say that. Yeah, I've heard this. I haven't heard this a lot, but I have heard this a few times, especially from people that have just getting started. It's usually from people that are just getting started, I hear this from. Um, And I've heard this brought up with uh, Marshmallow and Daft Punk. If you don't know who Marshmallow is. I I fuck with Marshmallow. What was that? I fuck with Marshmallow. I I like him. but for the audience, if if you don't know who Marshmallow is, which I don't know why you wouldn't know who he is, um, he he's a producer that's been around forever, but he's anonymous. But he's he's been in the game forever. He he used to just go under a different alias known as .com, I believe was his old alias, and he had connections. That's why he was able to fucking. That's why he was able to um, create a big presence, even though he's not the face of it because he already was in the industry making connections under a different name so that's that's my argument for people who say you don't need to market your music um i also have to say this have you ever worked with an artist who thinks like you know their friends were their their friends will promote their songs and shit you ever work with artists like that yeah bro i I used to kind of think that I was a little butthurt when my friends didn't promote my music. Yep. Yep. That's the, that's the worst mentality to have because your friends aren't your fans. They're unless they're, they are, you know, I used to (laughs) go ahead. Go ahead. No, like that, that minute where we're like, my friends never promoted my songs. Dude. It, it means that it, it means two things. It means that your music isn't good enough to be promoted or it means that your friends aren't your fans. <clears throat> well, it, in both cases, your friends aren't your friends. Your friends aren't your fans if they're not promoting your music. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like, you know, your music's good. If it gets, if it's getting placed, if it's, if it's being played by people that you care about, but you know, it sucks if, you're literally making music for your target market, your target audience, your target customer, and no one's even bumping it. That's when you know it's bad. And mm-hmm. that's when you go back to the drawing board. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, I think there's a lot in not giving up, bro. Like, I think the only way you can fail is if you give up. I think you've been succeed at some time. I think you're, I know you're going to succeed every, at some point if you just don't let up. No, I completely agree. What would you say to artists that are 
aside from that, what would you say to artists that are five years into this shit? You know, they're balls deep in their music career, have nowhere to fucking go. They're maybe they're homeless. Maybe they're fucking, you know, paying rent, uh, fucking paycheck to paycheck, barely have any money to mix and master. What would you say to someone like that that's ready to give up, ready to get a fucking corporate job or ready to go into like construction or something just to pay the bills? What would you say to that person? Well, first, like, honestly, man, there's no problem in having a job and then being a rapper. Uh, I think I think Dip, Diplo worked bagging groceries for like years while he was making music at the night. So the thing is, if you want this bad enough, like, don't forget, you got to live. Like, like, and I mean, you got to survive, right? It's like, please don't quit your job and go full time into music. And then go broke and end up on the streets, you know, make sure you're not going to go broke. Like if you need to get a job, there's no shame in that. Right. Like we live in countries where you can get a job. So I just want to make sure no one goes homeless to chase their dream. But, you know, if, if they've been doing it for five years, it's not working. And they've been thinking of quitting their shit, man. Take a different approach, man. You can't do the same. If you do the same thing every single day you're gonna get the same results right you have to change something up to get a different result it's like you know if if you've been doing if you've been taking this approach to your rap where you release a mixtape every month and uh, you've been rapping about the same things and for five years that hasn't worked no offense but like you are not too smart if you think the next one is going to blow up if you've done the exact same thing as what you did for the last five years. You got to do something different. This is where email lists are clutched, you know? This is where, you know, re reinventing yourself on Instagram, hopping on social media, you know? But most of all, just honestly research this stuff. And if you don't know what to research, research email lists for rappers, research social media for rappers and what else should they research sms i think that's even more important honestly probably is probably is it's a little harder to get into i think i'm not sure but i'm just starting to get into it it's a little bit more expensive i think to get into but i think sms will create a much more intimate conversation with you and your fans um but Here's the thing. No one, nobody is talking about that. Nobody is thinking, you know, how do I get more fans? They're just thinking, how do I get more money? How do I get more streams? They're just concerned about a number. And I kind of had an argument with someone on social media like a week ago, telling them that a hundred fans is better than 2 million streams on Spotify. A hundred solid fans is better than 2 million streams on Spotify. And uh, well, would you agree with that or no? One hundred percent. Holy crap, man! I, I now that I think of it, I do remember watching the Ryan Leslie thing. He sold like one point six mil of records yep. to like forty thousand people or something. Yep, yep, something like that. Yeah, that's literally the power of being being on this shit. Like, um, I highly doubt. I highly doubt all these major labels. I don't know any real major label artists in person. I highly doubt though that they're getting paid the way Ryan Leslie has the potential to get paid or the way that like, um, I don't really know Russ's story that well, but I know 
uh, he was pretty much independent. You know, if you're independent, you all the money goes to you. Stacking. You are literally stacking, man. Stacking. It's, there is so much money in music, and that is totally contradictory to everything you've heard growing up. There is so much money in music. You just got to figure out your stream. You got to get your stream growing, going and growing. And your stream is going to be 100% different than anybody, any other human's stream. But once you find your stream, the money flows, the attention flows. You just got to keep on watering it. Why do you think, um, why do you think artists are scared to get into it, into, into the marketing side of things? Like, why do you think they want the label? You think it's just because it's easy mode? I think it's because, yeah, yeah. I think it's what you said, you know, everything will be handled for them. For example, for me, like a lot of times when you're interested in music and rapping, man, um, just as a personality type, you're less turned on by the business side. Like most musicians, you know, like I, to be honest, I fucking hated business courses. Um, I took like one business course in high school and honestly, man, it was a prejudice. It was a bias and it was a judgment that I hated business because I never actually tried it. Then I started doing it with my music, applied it to something I love. I realized it's super fun. Oh my God, the intro, super fun. The, the entrepreneurial side is super, super tough. And dude, that's all that, like labels are handling the entrepreneurial side for you right but they they already got connections right with with people you just got to get those connections yourself with people and honestly you don't you have to just skip the middleman man go right to the person who's listening to your music go right to that person and talk to them directly create like a human to human bond i agree completely and you could do that with sms you could do that with email you could do that literally just dms on facebook or on, on Instagram. But what would you say? How about this? What would you say to the person who's who doesn't even have a budget to uh to get their stuff out? Like what do you what would you say to that person who struggles with recording their material? You know, I for some reason I have a lot of customers that are like this, man. Mm-hmm. And um I like to say follow the Russ model. If you don't know what that is, Russ made his own beats. You don't have to make your own beats, but he made his okay, so you don't have to do everything yourself. But for example, Russ made his own beats, he mixed and mastered his own stuff, he released it. I'm not sure about the album art, but he did everything sonically himself, right? To everyone that gets beats from me and they're like man, thank you for these beats, but now I have to spend like 200 or 300 mixing and mastering. I'm like, yeah, you're going to, you are going to get a great product, but listen here, you probably don't have that big of a fan base. Are you going to actually like spend that 300 bucks to get 50 to hundred people to listen to your song? Right. Or would you rather while your fan base is small and you can fuck up, right? And you can have shitty music because you only have 100 followers. Do you want to invest 400 into a home studio? Literally, man, a $400 home studio pays itself after three songs. Now, all the rapper has to do is watch YouTube videos, learn how to mix and master themselves, become self-reliant. I agree completely. And I even think that um, 
I don't think there's any excuse to not learn how to mix and master yourself. And I also don't think there's any excuse for, uh, there, there, there's tools for everything. You can make all your album art on Canva. You can literally make all of it on Canva. Literally, Curtis King just released, like, I don't shout out to Curtis King, man. He's the GOAT. He released so many singles, like, last week or two weeks ago. The album art looked incredible. He literally commented on one of the singles. He's like, oh, yeah, these are all done in Canva. And I was like, holy shit. Like, artists have no excuse. And Canva's free. Canva's 100% free. There is a paid version of it, but you can do everything you need to do for free. Um, as far as beats go, oh, you don't have the software to make beats. Oh, you know, I there's first of all, there's Splice. That's $7.99 a month or something like that. You can get all the sounds you need. You don't even need any synths and then second of all there's infinite beats where you can download bundles for um you know stupid cheap and you get so much value out of that there's people like there's bot where you literally don't even need to pay you know per beat there's legion beats anno domini wishmaster you know big shot all these people are releasing beats for you Here's, here's what I'm saying, man. A, you don't have to spend nearly as much money as you think you need to spend. Like, you are your own limiting factor. You know, the money is not going to take you to some spot, man. You have to put intention into that shit. Intention, hard intention. But here's the thing. What I'm about, like, what I'm saying, learn to mix and master yourself. I could put myself out of business. This is how much I actually like want people. Cause I know I understand music, man. I understand what this shit means to you. Like not a lot of other people understand what this actually means to you. Right. If you actually love this creative expression, right. Then yes. Right. If, if you don't have that much time, buy a pack of beats for $27. $27. How quickly is that going to be able to come back to you? Man, like that that's working two, two or three hours at a part-time job. And now you have 30, 40 beats. Get on something like BotMop or honestly, learn how to make your own beats if you want to become self-reliant, right? But look for the things, like look for the people that want to help you. You know, like I think people are actually genuinely like, some people think that, you know, there aren't people out there that want, that are actually goodwilled. I know that's becoming less and less of a thing as the world's progressing, but it's been an old stigma that like, you know, a goodwilled person is a dime a dozen, man. I believe there are so many goodwilled people out there. So many resources, man. Like the only excuse we have is that we haven't been working our ass off. I think that's, I think that is probably the, the last thing you said right there is probably the, the key. I don't think, cause Thomas, how many, real talk, this real shit, how many times a day or how many times a week, how many times a month, whatever the frequency is, but how often do you get people saying, I can't afford your beats, $27 pack for, you know, a couple beats. How, how many people do you get saying that? Man, I, I honestly, in a week, I'll get like three or four people saying that. It doesn't sound like a lot, but I honestly, like I'm at the point where I'm only getting like 15 emails. Five of them are like, your beats are hard. 
And then like, I pitched back to them and be like, thanks, man. I just gave you these free beats. And honestly, I do have some more beats. It's just like, I put my time into this and it's 27 bucks. And a lot of them are like, I don't have the money, money to afford that, which makes me think like, you're either really scarce about your money and like to make money, you got to spend money or like you genuinely don't have it. But then again, you know, why, why don't you have the $27, bro? Like, like not, I don't mean to be a dick, but like, man, you can, you can get your money up, bro. Just stop buying sneakers. Bro, that's what it comes down to, man. Literally sneakers, dumb shit, man. How many people do you know, or um, how many people have you worked with? You look on Instagram you know, they're, they're fucking flexing their beamer. They're flexing this, that, and third. And then they, uh, you try to pitch them on some beats and they can't afford them. How many times does that happen to you? Man, uh, that exact connection. Exactly. I'm not too sure, but like those individual pieces, I see it all the time, man. I remember Only a beamer does not make you a rapper, man. Look- that, smoking that, weed also does not make you a rapper popping perks does not make you a rapper what that, makes you a rapper is fucking rap rhythm and poetry in case you didn't know that facts man i had one dude um this was back in may or something like that i had one dude fucking pull up to the studio about a recording shit this man told me he had no money for for a session i was like I was like, all right, bro, I'll fucking get you for free. Like, I'm on some some homie shit right now. Fuck it. Man pulling up with a fucking beamer. You know, he's full and out, full uh like Nike down. I'm like, bro, like in my head, I'm like, bro, you literally telling me you can't afford $120 for a session, but you can afford a $35,000 car or a $300 outfit. You could afford a fucking $500 watch just to wear that just tells me where you're at yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying so totally and and i i write that a lot in my emails i'm like yo if you're if you're buying bullshit and i don't get me wrong i buy bullshit sometimes too i just happen to buy bullshit sometimes but i'm not out here with the i don't have a car bro i don't have a car i fucking walk everywhere i take the bus fucking I don't got $300 shoes, man. I buy off my, I buy all my shoes off Amazon for 20 bucks or less. This whole outfit I'm wearing, I got for free. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the shit I'm talking about. Like, I don't, I don't think you need to invest in your appearance. Oh man. That's a good question. So you hear that tossed around, especially in the game that we're in hip hop, rap and trap people say invest in your appearance. Um, That's bullshit, man. I, I don't fully believe in, I don't fully believe in that, man. And then like, I, I heard a, I heard a podcast once producer grind podcast and it was like one of these producers and they were like, um, now he's successful. I respect him. Right. Cause he obviously put the hours in and he's successful. Um, he's like, so I bought myself a chain so that when I went in the studio, like these people would uh, have more respect for me. And it's like, honestly man teach their own i cannot speak for how everyone thinks right 
but I think professional people are going to be more impressed by the dude who gets in and knocks out a beautiful chord progression on the keys than the guy who has a chain, right? And for a rapper, I think people are going to be more impressed by the guy who can like literally rap two bars every two seconds, right? Then the guy who like is literally on bullshit but has a chain. Yeah, no, I that's literally like half the industry is just people trying to flex. That's literally what it is. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Um, I like to look at like real talk, man. I'm a simple ass dude sometimes sometimes. I'm a simple ass dude. I like to I literally wear the same shit all the time, like fucking plain ass shit. I look at Steve Jobs, man, Jeff Bezos, any of these motherfuckers, Elon Musk. I really never see him like flexing any fancy ass shit, especially Steve Jobs. This man was like a fucking hippie. He would just wear like basic. He wore like a the same black sweater and fucking blue jeans everywhere in the fucking old man Nikes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. It's um, know what to invest in, man. Like I'm going to put a lot of my music investments before I put forth like clothes investments, right? Because I already have clothes. The clothes I have, um, I mean, they're going to last me until I hit one third, one, 140, right? Um, but yeah, man, like know, know your investments. Like know them. It's so key, bro. Like, okay, when I was buying these studio monitors, like rappers, right? Now they're, a lot of them genuinely can't afford a home studio where they're at right now, right? And I do have rappers on my email list that are like, I know they actually are not buying bullshit, but they have children, right? They have children, single parent type situation, right? They are on unemployment and they genuinely you know, cannot afford a home studio right now. But if like passion, man, passion is powerful and passion and vision. If you literally do have this passion and this vision and you know, like, you know, you're going to be able to get to this vision because you know, every step of the way that it takes. Now all you have to do is execute, right. And live a little bit more frugally, you know, like don't, buy the extra chocolate bar at the checkout just save up a little bit little by little man like even if it takes you three months of saving up to buy a home studio this is your passion dog or is it right it if it is truly your passion you know save up build that studio bro like on some real shit like like for the for those people that have kids out there i don't know what it's like but on some real shit, why not just build up your social media presence? If you can't, if you can't afford, if you can't afford a, to build a home studio, why not just build your pro, social media presence, spit over some free beats that every producer has, go to buy, if you can't afford a dollar, if you can't put a dollar into BotMop, seven day trial, now I don't even know what to tell you, but over here, then my, my boy, Infinite Beats got free beats for you, so hit him up, fucking freestyle over them on Instagram and just get that out. You don't even have to get it mixed and mastered because you can't really tell on Instagram You're not, unless you're doing like some crazy auto-tune shit. But you could even use like a rap, a, a rap chat or something like that to record your shit. 
You can use your rap chat. That has auto tune yeah. on it, and that's free. <laughs> There's no excuse. Man, you got to start somewhere. You you have to start somewhere. Bro, I like, I mean like yeah. like the fucking I, I don't even know if I bro real talk I don't even know if I just cut you off or not because I can't see you I can only see I can only see myself because I'm recording into this so I don't even know if you realize that or not yet but uh I hope I didn't cut you off um no nah, nah, you straight okay okay we're um honestly like the 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 best come up stories are from those people who haven't had shit and they made something of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're given everything, no one cares about your come up story. But if you make something out of yourself, if you're fucking um, grinding it out every day, it, it'll happen. And that story will be that much better. That's how you'll connect to your fans too, tying it back into that. You can relate to your fans who are going through it. You can relate to your fans who want to also maybe become rappers who also want to, you know, become something better than what they're surrounded by, you can relate to that because you've done it yourself. But if you're expecting producers, if you're expecting producers to hand you over free beats, if you're expecting um, people to give you free mixing and mastering, especially, this is the worst, when people are, you know, they have Grammy nominations under their belt and you're expecting them to give you free shit, man, First of all, that's egotistical as fuck. And second of all, you're not going to learn anything if you get shit for free. And that's what I've been learning too. Thomas, what is the fucking shit you've been saying like past couple weeks? You've been saying when you pay, you pay attention, right? Yes. Oh, hugely, man. If you, when you pay, you pay attention. I learned that from a build your brand course, right? It was with Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, Dean Graziosi, right? And they actually had this free five-day build your brand, like whole webinar. And it was free to join. But the first thing they said, trick your mind into believing that you paid 5,000 bucks to be here. Trick your mind into believing that it costs $1,000 per day, right? If you get a course online, you are 1,000 times more likely to get more out of it if you pay because money is just energy, right? Because you had to do some shit for, for that money. You had to put energy in to get that money. So if you put the money, which is just an expression of the energy that you put into something else, you put it into something else, right? That energy goes into that thing, right? I know it sounds out there, but there's this, there's this mental association with, I had to put in this money amount of energy to the, to get this money now this money's in this like i'm going to have to put some kind of energy to make this right but if you just get these things for free over here right like whole bunch of free beats like a thousand free beats if you get that bro i guarantee you someone who paid a thousand dollars for those a thousand beats and shit that's actually a really good deal for a thousand beats some someone that paid i don't know 500 bucks for 100 beats right um they are more likely to be engaged with those beats they are more likely to be thinking of lyrics on the beats because there's that association of i paid 500 bucks for all these beats 
someone, if that same person gets 500 beats just for free and all those beats are for free, they're more likely to just skip past, scroll through, maybe click and listen for three seconds to one. I don't really like that one. I don't like that one either, man. All these beats are shit. No wonder they're free. It's like, dog, it's because you are not putting any intention in, intention, attention, intention into it. If you paid 500 bucks for all those beats, you're going to spend, you're going to listen to every single beat through. You're going to vibe with one. See what your vibe is. Dude, like that, I, I, that if I learned any lesson in 2020, it's that. Have you felt that, uh, well, you didn't pay for that, um, that five day course. It was free, but, um, you paid for other like course, like shout out mini money. We're in. Yo, um, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, we can get into that in a sec, but you know, what's funny that free five day course. I took a shit ton of notes. I haven't taken action on it, brother. Dude, exactly. I paid 700 Canadian dollars for MIDI money. I took action and I'm doubling my revenue already. That's the thing, dude. It's not even like, and I just want to make this disclaimer. Um, when you pay for a course, you're not always guaranteed uh, results, right? You're not, or financial results, I'll say. You know, sometimes these courses are uh, about like changing your mindset or, you know, just fixing like a relationship or something. But it doesn't matter what it's about. The point is, the point that Thomas is making is that as soon as you pay that money, you'll automatically take action. He literally said that. And I, I couldn't agree more. I've been told so much. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying you'll automatically take action, right? Because like you have to put the effort in, but you're more likely to be a thousand times more motivated to take the action. Right, like right. If they gave away many money for free, man, it's like I don't think a lot of people would take action on it, to be honest. Dude, if I got MIDI money for free, Bob Mop would not be a thing. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, what if Bob Mop was free, right? What if Bob Mop was totally free and you're just a charity that's giving away beats? Do you, I, I don't think rappers are actually going to, like, man, some people want to pay for their shit. A lot of people want to pay for their shit. Like, they want to give you money because they want to get something else out. No, you're right. Those are the people I want to work with. And I want to work with people who will take my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want, I want people that charge. I, this is, I'm learning this the hard way this week, man. The more you charge for something, the more value it has just simply on the number. Um, wait, did you just cut out or was that me? No, we good. Oh, we good. Okay. Um, the, the more money, the more money, um, I see the more, the higher the price tag, the more value it has, even if it doesn't bring anything else, but that is so true. Um, today I, I recorded an episode on my podcast, just myself talking about hiring and firing people. And the thing I notice a lot is when you hire someone that's, and this is, this is kind of self-evident, but to me is like not really evident when you hire someone, whether it be, you know, you want someone to mix your, your music or you want someone to build you a website, the more you pay, the better off you'll be in the long run. Because every time you go with the lower price option, the more you'll be paying. 
every time you pay someone less, it end up it ends up costing you more because you have to pay someone else to fix the problems of the person that you paid less for. That's what I'm learning this week. And that's a tough price to pay. That's a fucking yeah. tough price to pay. So if you want, you know, if you want good beats from like infinite beats, if you want those good beats, just pay for them and you'll and you'll also not only will you get high quality shit, but you're gonna be motivated to output with that high quality shit. Yep. Yeah, man. I don't know where I was going with that. So I'm sorry to I don't know if I cut you off or not. But yeah, man, honestly, I, I think I think uh, as soon as I started, as soon as I started investing in myself in 2020, I immediately saw a return. And I saw a return because I was able to take action once I put that money in. Um, how do you feel about artists? Um, how do you feel about artists pirating software before they um, before they download the paid version? Like, how do you feel about artists pirating software because they can't afford the full version? Oh, um, <clears throat> well, that's that's tough. That's tough. I know Curtis King has like a YouTube, um, a YouTube video about this, right? Yep. One thing I want to quickly add on to this is like, okay, not everything is about the money, but what me and Eric are basically saying is when you pay, you pay attention. I understand there are people in tough situations out there, right? But the thing is, man, if you learn the grind of saving and that money that you save, you put into something that you know is going to be able to double your value. Like if that's, you don't have a lot of money, you're going to like fucking grind that, right? You're going to, you're just going to make things happen. Like pressure causes diamonds, pressure causes, causes diamonds. I don't know if that's going to make sense to everyone listening, but I really hope that hits a couple people. If it hits a couple people, man, that could be the gem of your life. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I had to add that in there. So what, because like, it's an energy exchange, man. That's all it is. Um, what's the question though, man? Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, I just want to say, I completely agree with that pressure. Does create diamonds. What, uh, what's your opinion on artists stealing software, um, because they can't afford the, the paid versions? my opinion on that um i bought fl studio <laughs> i bought the studio version i think the 129 dollar version i bought on this fear off a person that pirated it just because i'm not smart enough to pirate it for 40 bucks allegedly i allegedly did that um wait you said you bought it off someone that pirated it allegedly so, um, I, <laughs> um, yeah, this is me. This is infinite beats, bro. I, I don't hold anything back. I'm an open book. I'm, I'm a true guy, man. I'm genuine. I don't see the embarrassing things, man. I'm, I'm willing to share because it's what, anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, allegedly there was someone that, uh, knows how to pirate and knows how to install, omnisphere right and he hit me up it's like one of those uh vst people right um 
So he allegedly hit me up and I'm like, yeah, man, actually I could use the Omnisphere for like 40 bucks. And, um, well, he just, you know, he sent me the download allegedly. I allegedly downloaded it. Um, and you know, the rest is history. And then, uh, but talking about that, as you can see, I don't feel totally comfortable and confident talking about that. So pirating software, man, I, I, I don't have too much to say about that, man. I know there's better people to say on that. Uh, cause again, like, um, there have been softwares that I have allegedly pirated, right? Not, not many. Like I definitely paid for FL <laughs> <Ball> Studio <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Um, it's always better to pay for it. I think Curtis King, um, pirated, this isn't even allegedly cause Curtis King has a video. He pirated FL Studio and he actually got like a letter from, I, I want to search this up actually quickly, man. You're right. No, this I think this did happen. Do you, do you remember? Did he yeah. get like a letter from like some uh, official dudes? From ImageLine, they sent him a letter. Um, and he, um, he literally, he started using his friend's copy of FL Studio and ImageLine sent him a letter again. And I was like, yo, this is not your copy. And he's like, fuck, I got to buy this software shit it's it's paraphrased but that's essentially what happened uh, no, yeah um but that doesn't make curtis king a bad person for pirating software i just want to make that clear and i also right. want to make it clear that it doesn't make you a bad person for for paying someone to pirate software allegedly and i also want to keep everything transparent on my end too i've only paid for one software um, which was Serato DJ. And that's because I couldn't find, um, I couldn't find a crack for it. <laughs> that's the only reason why I bought it, but all my software is torrented. And um, I want to add in allegedly. No, I don't want to add in allegedly. I already got, <laughs> for it. I already got letters from my internet service provider for it. I don't care. Oh, actually. Yeah. Um, oh shit. I got one letter, one letter, not multiple. But oh, that, that sounds like scary that you know what that sounds like to me it's like when you're watching porn when you're young and you know that shit's illegal if you're under 18 i always like would fear the most to get like a letter in the mail that's like um you've been watching porn under 18 dude i'm fucking <laughs> dude, not to drift too off off topic but i used to fucking like i used to dude <laughs> go there let's go there i don't care anymore fuck, fuck we're just having fun man honestly go there bro fucking i remember like a couple years ago i had a roommate that knew what porn i was watching and i was like how the fuck did you know that and he, like i he, this kid was like super sus and i think he would like uh he would go on our internet like our internet like uh I don't know even what you would call it, but I think he'd like have a way to track what websites I was going on. And Jesus, man. I would get fucking scared of that now. Because uh, where I live now, I'm in a frat and I'm in an engineering frat and everyone here is a fucking nerd. And I'm afraid that motherfuckers are going to be fucking tracking my shit and looking at 
what I'm fucking watching and shit. Man, uh, what what does a music producer do? Why is a why is a music producer in an engineering frat? Oh, I'm, dude, I'm I'm here because um, if you really want to get all all into the details, I'll get into it. But it's uh, interesting, man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I'm here because well, I DJed here once and. I got to know the the old house manager of this house. Um, I needed a place to stay because my lease was ending back in August. My lease ended in my apartment. I was actually living in like, I was living in a fucking nice ass apartment. And mm. um, I wanted to pay cheap rent. I didn't want to fucking go back to a real job. And I wanted, mm. I, I just wanted to be in this location that I'm in. I'm near UCLA. So I was like, yo, where the fuck could I stay at? And I'm literally probably in the cheapest room in fucking California. Honestly, I only pay, I only pay a couple hundred bucks a month. Um, I pay six fifty a month. I'll just be straight up pay six fifty a month. Fucking no utilities, free internet, free everything. And, um, that's, intense. that's why I'm here. Like, there's no other reason. Like, I'm not a member of the frat. I'm not, um, you know, I didn't fucking put my dick inside another man's ass to be in here. You know, I'm just fucking, I'm, 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 I'm straight. It's all straight here. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, I hope so. None of that hazing shit. No, um, that brings up a good topic, man. It is <clears throat> way better, way, way better in my mind. And I believe a lot of people will agree with this to make, Say you're working a job and you make $120,000 a year, but you don't like that job and you don't have time. It's nine to five. You're 40 hours a week. You're exhausted by the end of the day. You eat a meal. You go to bed just to fucking work again. On the weekends, you have to run your errands. So you're not really that free at all, right? But you're making $120,000 a year, right? It is so much more of a shift than from going to 120,000 to 300,000 in a job is not as big of a a shift as going from 120,000 to 50,000 doing something you love because you buy back your time and your freedom. You literally buy it back. Um, And it's not all about the money. Like, I've, I've had exponentially more money in my bank account than I do now, but I'll tell you this. I've never been more fulfilled and more happy in my life than living at a fucking college frat. And I'm not even in college. You know, I don't even go to school. Yeah. You know, not about the money. Like I'm poor as shit. I'll be straight up. I'm poor as fuck, but, um, I collect unemployment, but I am so much happier than trying to maintain a lifestyle i can't all right i'm trying to maintain a lifestyle that requires a job you know yeah real real talk man real shit um <clears throat> yeah man it's if you have something you love man it's a passion like every single soul's soul person's potential is limitless like literally and it sounds like the corny shit you hear in happy-go-lucky movies, right? The world is not a scarce 
place based on fear. What the world is, is a friendly place who will give anyone with a dream an opportunity that actually knocks on the door. Big facts. Let them know, bro. Just got to knock on the door, man. Just got to knock on the door. I'm saying we fucking... Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I was saying we just ended right there, but if you had something else you wanted to say... um, Bro, honestly, just couple other things couple quick gems man um connect 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 like network with people okay so this is what I, I, I this is i think the last thing i'll say yeah this is what i've been doing as a producer i guarantee you can do the same thing as a rapper you just have to get a little creative in a different way i give people seven free beats right if you want to get them go to at infinitebeats.music on Instagram. But anyways, I give out seven free beats, right? People give me my their email so I can send them the beats to their email. And in return, I do this crazy thing where I have their email now and I email them every single day. And um, I give them valuable information. And at the end of it, sometimes I say, hey, by the way, if you like those beats you got in the beginning, you can also get this beat pack, which has 35 beats in it, which is tw- I'm giving for $27 with all of them with the unlimited rights, right? But if you were to go on my beat store right now and get those same 35 beats, you would pay $2,000, right? But you don't have to get them. You can be happy with my daily email telling, giving you some wisdom just giving you some love, keeping in connection with you, right? Giving you some tips, right? And one or 2% of people that open that email and click through actually buy my thing, right? That I'm selling. Could you do the same thing as a rapper? Could you say, hey, I'm going to give you something for free, you know? And just, you have to get creative with it. I'm not in a rapper mindset, but there is something you can give for free, right? Um, Obviously, songs are free. Dude, you could just you could just give them a, a follow on Instagram. I'll follow you on Instagram if you watch if you listen to this song. Literally, man, you can. I'll follow you on Instagram. You know what, fucking man, let's get my thoughts going. Like, I'll, uh, bro, you get you get something. You get something. You get a video of me explaining my story, right? Of how I went from nothing to you get this video about me explaining my vision, bro. You think people are actually really, truly enjoying spending hours on Instagram, man, they, they would love to see a guy who's telling them about what their mission is and their vision is right. Give them that video in exchange for them giving you their email, hit them up like every single day, just giving value. Every time you drop a song, send it to this email list and build your email list, right? If you have a thousand people on your email list, right? And let's say 20% click through to the song. That's like a quick 200 listens you got to, right? But then at some point it just becomes a number game, numbers game. The more people you can get on your SMS and email list, the better, right? And then you're not going to make your money off streams, y'all. You're going to make them off concert tickets. Can't do that right now, man. You have to, you have to build something to sell to people, right? 
and you can sell people actual discs, but you have to make some sort of a bundle. Like you're going to get this t-shirt, you're going to get this record, which has unreleased songs. Plus I put together a 20 page book about this thing about my life, right? You have to be an entrepreneur in this, right? Dude, people will buy that shit, man. People will buy that shit. Your bundle of your album, your shirt, and your book. That's just an example. But I'm showing you how you have to get creative. Because when I was just trying to get, sorry, when I was just trying to get people to go to my beat stars and listen to my beats and buy them, I had really, really bad results, to say the least, right? But now when I'm giving someone 35 beats, with unlimited rights, right? I'm giving people these valuable emails every single day, right? I'm giving people um, a guide of how you can grow on Instagram, a YouTube guide, and also uh, a guide on how to build an email list. I, I, I have a package where you can actually learn how to do this exact thing, right? People start buying my stuff because I'm doing more than just giving you beats, right? You gotta, as a rapper, do more than just give people songs all right so that's my three minute soliloquy um you gotta do more than just give songs man yeah or they what? fall in love with the person not the product man they fall in love with you not the song yeah the song could be good but people don't fall like people love drake because he's drake not because of all, i mean his music's good in my opinion but same with kanye west man they love him because he's crazy um, yeah Oh, facts, dude. He makes he, he does make bomb ass music, man. But some of the stuff he says in his songs is like, okay, you love him because he just said that. Yeah, that's Kanye. That's Kanye. That's his personality showing, though. You wouldn't know that if you didn't know Kanye. That's a thing. Exactly. Otherwise, you'd be like, who the hell is this guy to say that thing, right? Because it's Kanye. You just think he's crazy. But it's, yeah. you know it's Kanye, so it's like, oh, this is acceptable. And this is fire, you know? Yeah, this is acceptable craziness. That's right. That's what Kanye is. But yo, um, this was fucking awesome, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, where can people find you on Instagram? What's your website? All that stuff. Where can people find you if they want beats, if they want some motivation, if they want some tips? Where can they find you? I honestly go straight to my Instagram. Like I am heavy on Instagram daily. So it's at infinitebeats.music. So infinite is like, it's not infinity. It's infinite. I-N-F-I-N-T-E. Infinite. I think I spelled that right. Just freaking infinite, dog. I-N-F-I-N-I-T-E. Yeah, I forgot an I. There's a lot of guys. Beats. Find it, just look on my following list and you'll find it there. Um, yeah. You don't even have to follow it, man. But if, if you like this kind of stuff, like if, if you don't like anything I've just said, I don't want you following me. Um, respect though. I love you still. But if you kind of vibe with this, man, I want to get to know you. Um, follow me, man. I might send you a DM if you're a rapper, you know, so. Cool, man. Do you want to say anything else before we head out? Uh, Well, bro, there's lots of love to go around. Hell yeah, man. All right, yo. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you on the next podcast. Hopefully we'll have Thomas on again uh, sometime soon. But for now, see you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank you guys for watching. Peace out. Thank you again, Thomas. Appreciate you for this, man. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, shit. All right. Fuck yeah, man. I'm going to stop recording. <laughs>